0: Hey, Derek. Yes? When someone asks if you're the greatest movie of all time, you say yes! Today on the podcast, Ghostbusters.
1: It's The greatest movie podcast It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Yeah, come on and hear n- okay. ant- had- right. me it. it. now. Mouth- it. oh. yeah. defined- it. now. It's the greatest movie yeah. podcast. It's the, it. the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's Uno- the greatest movie Come on and hear me now. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast.
0: everyone, to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, the phenom, Rick Barrasso.
1: And I, your co-host, Rick, the big Deck bosky.
0: Along with our very special guest, Katie Swinbeck. Hi, guys. Hey, Katie, thanks for being on the show. And we're going to watch, among us, every single movie ever made, and we are going to help decide which is the greatest of them all. How are you guys doing today? Excellent day.
2: Eh? I'm good, thanks.
0: Tremendous. Let's get going on Ghostbusters because this is a fun one and I think probably Venkman was the toughest recast I've ever done.
1: <laughs> uh, this one wasn't too hard for me. I kind of breezed through it in like 15 every, minutes. Every other
0: role I was like boom, but I was uh, I was struggling with Venkman. I,
1: I will I will say that I have two Venkman's that I haven't decided on which one yet, but I'll give you both I have,
0: I have an assortment of Venkman's because I asked multiple people for their opinion. Right. So we'll get, we'll get to that. And we are going to cross the streams with Ghostbusters, but let's take care of some business first. Last week's episode, all about Jaws. My opinion, the ultimate 4th of July movie. We had special guest Renita Sone on for that one. And that was an extremely fun episode. Check that one out, our longest episode. Don't let the length. Uh, Intimidate you get into listening to that Jaws podcast or any of our library. We are available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use to get podcasts. Subscribe, review if you can. It is extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We are at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. And we're at Rick and Rec on Instagram, and you can certainly email us at greatestmoviepod at gmail We would love to hear from you. And as our old college buddy Bruce Wayne would say, tell your friends about us. But guys, I have an important question: Who are you going to call? That all depends. In in <laughs>
1: case of ghosts,
0: in, coast of oh, go- in, in case of in case of
1: ghosts, ghosts. I'm probably going to call a medium. Uh, oh, oh, oh! You mean is okay. I I get what you're saying now. I'm getting the joke now.
0: So, do you want me to still say the answer? Classic Deckbosky humor. Anyway, Ghostbusters. It's a 1984 horror comedy directed by Ivan Reitman. It stars Bill Murray as Peter Venkman. Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stantz. Harold Ramis as Egon Spengler. Ernie Hudson as Winston Zeddemore. Sigourney Weaver as Dana Barrett. And the great Rick Moranis as Louis Tully. It made... Two hundred ninety-five point two million dollars on a thirty million dollar budget. It's got a seven point eight on IMDb, a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a seventy-one percent on Metacritic. The demon himself, Gene Siskel, says it's a hoot and a triumph. Peter Travers from Rolling Stone says it's Abbott and Costello meets The Exorcist. Janet uh, Maslin, the New York Times, a negative review. Says it's more about special effects than it is about humor.
1: Wait a minute. Let, let's just back up for a second. Did you say yeah. this was a horror comedy? Horror, horror comedy. Yeah, that's that's literally what they think this genre is. Well, I mean, yeah. that
0: that was my determination. What would you say it is?
1: It's a co- straight up comedy. I mean, there's nothing scary about this movie whatsoever. You don't think? I mean, ghosts.
0: Are, yeah, but yeah, are but the horror they, trope, Derek. Yeah,
1: but they're they're the goofiest ghosts imaginable.
0: Like it's not scary. It's I mean, not, the ghost in the, the library. The, the ghost in the library at the beginning is scary.
2: Uh, when I my research, that's what the biggest thing they talked about was how scary the first scene was, that it was supposed to be really creepy and it's supposed to catch you. And then it goes into Bill Murray and gets a little bit more like campy.
0: I think like, I think.
2: Plus the like, buildup of the music. And
0: yeah. And I think like the hands coming out and grabbing Dana, that's like, there are horror elements in it. Like whatever the Ghostbusters are around, like they just no sell it. And of course, it's Bill Murray just being like, yeah, I'm just going to be really sarcastic and sardonic all the time, no matter what, even at the end of the world. But yeah, I mean, I would say it's a horror comedy. Okay. But Katie. Yes, sir. Probably we've been doing this show now for just about 11 months. Around 11 months ago, I asked you what movie you wanted to do. (laughs) And you took quite a while to pick Ghostbusters why yeah, like Ghostbusters? Ten, ten <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, I thought about it for a very, very long time. And I wanted something that was really, It, I mean, it honestly is a really good movie. And it made a ton of money and is always something to talk about. It had a huge franchise. And I just thought between all of that, it was something that could be talked about for at least an hour. And I, I needed something that yeah, that I could talk about and I could definitely talk about this movie. It was just a big one in my childhood growing up and I just, it's always a fun time to watch that movie. Very nostalgic too.
0: Yes, definitely like the thick of the 80s uh, and that that era of comedies. You remember the first time you saw it?
2: I do well I had two male cousins growing up I have two male cousins and I'm very close with them they lived behind me and I remember going over there and watching it on their big screen tv and just it was just such an eye draw and then we would watch the cartoons and they would dress up as it for as dress up as Ghostbusters for Halloween and all of that and it was just a lot of fun playing that game with all the toys and stuff when we were kids chasing each
0: other around trying to get the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Derek, do you remember when you first saw Ghostbusters?
1: No, I don't. Um, I, I think I, I definitely saw like a variety of scenes growing up, but I never watched a full movie until maybe a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That crew of, of, of actors, it was never like the group of actors that I sought out in movies. Like I've seen a ton of Bill Murray movies, son of Dan Aykroyd movies, and I've obviously a ton of things written by Harold Ramis. But this, for some reason, wasn't just wasn't a movie that I, I was into. It wasn't really my thing. I was more—I oh, think when I was a kid, I was just like infatuated with like Ninja Turtles. Whereas I'm sure some people my age would have just been like, no, 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 Ghostbusters. But I definitely had some action figures <laughs> from the movie. I definitely yeah. uh, drank Ecto Cooler until I was blue in the face. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so this was kind of—it was—it was, it was it, definitely nostalgic uh, to, to watch. Watch it just like I didn't remember a lot of the scenes in the movie, which was kind of cool for me. I, I love going back and being like, Oh, yeah, I don't remember any of this stuff because it's kind of fresh to me, but yeah, I, I would say that uh, th- this last watch was probably like my second full watch
0: ever, really. Yeah, so I saw the cartoon first, I didn't even know it was a movie for quite some time as a kid, it, it was just not something that like came into my purview until i was probably like 10 10 years old or so and so i was like i'm kind of the opposite of what people are like i watched the cartoon i was like why isn't egon blonde like (laughs) what you know i was like why is slimer not making like wise cracking like this is weird so i mean i had to i had to get over that first and yeah i mean it's just it's a it's a phenomenal movie when you get these actors together it's incredible and speaking of getting these actors together let's talk about what they do when they do get together because now is time to put 30 seconds on spotify
1: oh of course and i'm pretty sure you all know what song this is going to be
0: people are strange by the doors <laughs> close, close. Okay. It's actually
1: more than a woman by the Bee Gees.
0: Okay, naturally.
1: All right. Are you ready?
0: Yes. All right. Three, two, one, go. Fired from their university gig, doctors Venkman, stance and Spengler lose their university job of doing supernatural studies but started a service exterminating ghosts. The three scientists now along with Winston Zedmore see an uptick in business caused by Gozer, a Sumerian God who's a menace to Dana Barrett Venkman's love interest. Gozer's minions possess Dana and her doofus neighbor, Louis Tully thwarting the EPA. The Ghostbusters do battle with Gozer who take the form of Stay Puft, a marshmallow mascot and save the, and save New York from certain doom.
2: Nice. Woman to me.
0: Sorry. I was, I was infatuated with that song. What did you say, Rick? There is no Dana only Zool. Ah, gotcha. That yes. makes sense. Okay. You could say Gozer is more than a woman. You always find a way to make a connection yeah. to these songs. Yes. Okay, so that's what happens in the movie. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters, what do we do, What do we even do in here? Uh, yeah. W- why why are you listening to this? Go go watch the movie or the cartoon right. at least. But let's so that's that's what happens in it. Let's talk about our top three scenes, Katie. What's your number three scene?
2: My number three scene is the library scene in the beginning when they do all the character inter- uh, introduction. I really liked right when he walks in, when, um, is it Venkman? Venkman walks in and you see Egon with his stethoscope to the table and he starts banging on the table and you just see Ray in the background. And I just thought that was just a perfect introduction to the three you know, the three amigos or whatever, the three members of the team and their connection to each other, especially at the end of the scene when he says, good job, Egon, and he hands him the candy bar as <laughs> his reward. And I said, wow, like you can just tell it. These guys have been friends for a long time and they have such amazing chemistry between the three of them.
0: I agree. That's that's a great introduction to those characters. Uh, you, d- you definitely get a, you know, Ray the like over-enthusiastic kind of nerd Egon is the you know, is like the tech guy and and Venkman is just the, the charismatic douchebag who everyone just kind of keeps around for some reason. Derek, what's your number three scene?
1: Uh, my number three scene is uh, I think some of my favorite dialogue in the entire movie. It's when Dr. Raymond Stan says, everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. Walter Peck says, they caused an explosion. And the mayor says, is this true? And Vickman says, yes, it's true. This man has no dick. And it's just, I forgot about the joke. So when it happened again, I was like, this is, this is my humor. Like, I love that, like, you know, bait and switch type humor or whatever it is. And uh, I just, I thought it was great. As soon as it happened, I was like, that's in my top three. Yeah. Uh, so I got my bronze.
0: So I have that, I have my, my number three is just the, the whole scene in the mayor's office. Like that line is, is, yeah you know, one of the best parts, but I always laugh when the cardinal walks in and the, and the mayor's like, all right, we got religion in here now. Like, what do we, like, what do we do? And then just when they're going over, it's like biblical proportions and Bankman's just like dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, <laughs> like everything in that scene just, just works so well. Uh, Katie, that's your name? That I know your name.
2: Actually, that was actually my number two scene. All right. the Hall scene. Just the way they played off of each other and just the, the whole energy and vibe of that room. And I actually oh read God. that that guy, uh, the AEP guy, was bullied in the streets by fans afterwards. I've,
0: I've heard that as <laughs> he well, yeah.
2: It, a douchebag and everything.
0: <laughs> He's honestly... Just doing his job, yeah. as like an EPA guy, he's he's not wrong.
2: He, he was just, kind of a dick about it,
1: though. He was a
0: jerk about it. But imagine if three idiots had like a nuclear reactor three blocks <laughs> down. You're gonna be like, "Uh, I have some questions." <laughs> but yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, great scene. Great scene, Derek. Uh, so my number two is the whole Slimer scene,
1: the whole the whole sequence in general. I think when I'm watching movies now, especially you know, just at my age now, I'm just like trying to relate to characters and stuff. And I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna lie to you, I really relate to Slimer. The first time you really see him, he's just stuffing his face with him. stuffing yeah. his face with food, and I'm like, I do that too. So I was like, okay, this is the ghost for me, or if 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 anything, I am that ghost. But it's just a lot of fun to watch them with their with their guns trying to catch it, and they just they just destroy the whole room, the whole like ceremony room or whatever. And it's just like you could just hear all the noises behind the doors, and the guys in front of it like, oh my god, what is happening back there? And then they come out so cocky, and they he's just like, you know what, We're not, I'm not paying that. And they're like, well, I'll just throw back in there. And he's like, no, no, whatever you want. And uh, it's just quirky and fun. So that's that's my number two
2: when Bill Murray pulls the tablecloth out. Yes. And the flowers Flowers are are still
1: standing. (laughs) I've always wanted to do this. Hold on. You know, the best part about that line is that the camera, like, goes away to something else. You just hear Bill Murray say that in the background. That's what's so funny about it. It's not like a special moment for him. You just hear him
0: say it in the background. I was like, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my number two scene as well. Yeah, I mean, just the, the, the design of Slimer. Just... I mean, we've seen it so much in the, you know, in, in the time since, but the stuff where it's like, he slimed me or like, yeah, Venkman pulling the, the, the tablecloth out and the whole like, oh, uh, forgot to tell you something very important. Don't cross the streams.
2: It would be bad.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm not, not, not real clear on this bad thing. Could you? Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a tremendous scene. Katie, number one
2: my number one is the final scene on the roof when when they face Gozer and then they face this day puffed marshmallow man it was just it was so kitschy and fun and I just I I love the end the the energy and just the way the actors portray and um when she turns into a dog and they're like sorry your girlfriend is a dog now and <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene you just know, you don't know how it's gonna turn and then they're covered – They it's supposed to be Marshmallow, but when I was reading, it's all shaving cream. Uh, shaving cream everywhere.
0: Yeah, shaving cream shows – up. like, anything else will, like, melt.
2: I like the very beginning of that scene, too, when the ground breaks. So an honorable mention to that, because I just – it reminded me a lot of – do you remember the ride at Universal Studios when you were in the underground tunnel?
0: earthquake yeah
2: and then the water came down the earthquake and the ground broke that's what i thought of when i saw it
0: yeah so derek what is your number one scene
1: my number one scene is the stay puffed marshmallow man of course that scene is just epic it's just what i think of when i think of ghostbusters i love and I, again, I caught this when I watched it, but it was like, you know, she gives them the choice basically of like what's, what's going to destroy your world and Dan Aykroyd's character thinks of that. And he, he makes a big mistake. As soon as you see it, it's like, that's amazing. It's just great. Because I will say later on in this episode, I will explain what I didn't like about this movie and this is not one of those things. I thought the CGI and the graphics were really great with this. And I love when the marshmallow man gets angry. It's like my favorite shot in the entire film. <laughs> uh it's just so mad (laughs) and i i just really loved it and i love when it kind of explodes too and everyone's getting like you know marshmallowed if that's a an adjective or i don't know what that is but uh yeah that's my favorite scene by far
0: yeah i think that's gonna be a clean sweep for the three of us because that's that's got to be the number one scene it's i mean there's so many little things even within the scene that work so well for me is like when they when they think they've killed Gozer the first time, Bill Murray's like, it's Milla time. Like it just makes yeah. me laugh every time. <laughs> and just and like when when Ray comes up with Stay Puffed and he's just he's like losing his mind and Bill Murray's like, All right, we've we've lost Ray. Uh Ray Ray's gone away now. Uh or something like that. Ray's yeah, gone yeah. bye bye. Ray's gone <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, Spangler just like I—I I don't have a plan. I've—I've—I'm too afraid for uh, for rational thought. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just every line. Everyone is just throwing heat in that uh, in that scene. And like the the line I used up top is like, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Classic. Incredible. And just like then they cross the streams and just oh, it's 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 it's, it's such an like it the movie just leads up perfectly to that. It's just, the, the you, you couldn't change a thing about that to make it better. It's such a great scene. But those are those are our favorite scenes. And every movie, unfortunately, it's going to have something we don't like. A little something that maybe doesn't age so well or something that doesn't quite make sense. Katie, do you have a least favorite part?
2: I do. I thought about this for a long time. And I think that Honestly, I I think that I would have liked to see Sigourney Weaver have a little bit more comedic air to her. She's such a serious actor and actress, and I get why they chose her, but the scene when Bill Murray goes in to check out her apartment and check out like the eggs and he's playing on the piano, I wish she had fed into that a little bit more because Bill Murray is such a improv and comedic presence that it's... I can see why she would be a little bit more stiff about it, but I wish she had been just a little bit more comedic and, and fed into that a little bit more. And if they had fed off of each other a little bit stronger, then I think it would have been a stronger scene.
0: I hear you. And like Sigourney Weaver, she didn't do much comedy. Like she's, I mean, she was in like Galaxy Quest, but that was like years later, you know? It, this
2: was the time of Alien yeah, this was, well, Yeah, I this was, mean, was
0: like this was five years after Alien.
1: Yeah. And even in
0: Galaxy Quest, she's I, not funny in that. <laughs> She has, like, she's, like, she's funnier in that than she is in this. Right, but she's always kind of, like, the straight character. Yeah, in, yeah. You know? Yeah, she's she's the, she's the straight woman in this, definitely. And it it I, I hear you, and I, I do wish she got to get, like, a little bit of shine as well, because everyone's, the problem is, like, everyone's kind of goofing all the time other than her, and there's just, they have to play off of somebody, you know? Right.
1: That's and, true.
0: And it's, like, yeah, and and you have to have somebody for for Bill Murray to bounce off of because you can't really give him. I don't know. You could like you could have had her bounce off of like the the stiff that at the know uh, yeah, the the musician she was talking with, I guess. But... but
2: Bill Murray is he's a genius on his own because even in like Caddyshack, like he's so good as an independent. Com- a comedian yeah that he, you can just watch him and he's so engaging so like he didn't really play off a, like chevy chase in caddyshack but not a lot but in this movie well they he,
0: had, he and chevy chase especially at the time and probably now did not like each other
1: yeah really? they used to
0: like fight all the time yeah, yeah they, they got, like, got a
1: fist fight on snl
0: yeah <laughs> yeah like they the reason they, they i think they literally had to like listen you guys are the best thing about this movie, the two of you. We have to have you in a scene together. And they're just like, okay, fine. And they just got they,
1: through they, it. They did nail that scene. Yeah. That I, like, I wonder what the I wonder what the problem was. And I, I was always wondering if because Ben or Bill Murray replaced Chevy Chase after the first season of the, SNL. The but... problem
0: whenever Chevy Chase is involved is that Chevy Chase is an asshole. 100 percent of the time.
2: Whenever Chevy Chase is involved, there's always a lot of drugs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he, it, it's always chevy chase acting like a dick. there's not been one chevy chase story where the other person has been at fault. It's just it just hasn't. Like at least in in Hollywood. Like the stories are always well chevy showed up and he started acting like an asshole and then someone took exception to it and they started fighting. Like that's that's the story all the time. Oh, jeez. But yeah. So Derek, what's your uh, what's your least favorite part of the movie?
1: So I have two things. One of them is just purely mid-80s CGI it's i mean i'm sure when it came out it was it was really cool but and i actually like the state puffed marshmallow man i thought that they're really really cool but i just thought the dogs were just horrendous looking um they don't hold up at all today and that's See, the yeah, one thing i every, love every time-
0: i love the dogs because they're like that weird claymation they're they're like unearthly and it's just like i didn't
1: yeah i didn't get the because i like claymation and like i can watch like what's that movie um Clash of the Titans, the original, and that claymation yeah. is weird, man. But for some reason, every time the dogs were on screen, I was like, eh, again, just a small little thing for me. The big problem I have with this movie is um, Winston. Winston is, is it his, his character, the story leading up to him being in the, it literally just felt like, oh, well, we need a fourth guy. Let's just throw the story in here. The whole movie, I'm like, why? Well, There's nothing about it that makes sense. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Even his character later, I'm like, he doesn't do anything for the story. It's not like he has this like, you know, horrible background, and he's triumphant now, and his character makes sense. It. It's just so thrown together. I didn't like it.
0: So I. I think he's supposed to be kind of the, quote unquote, normal guy of the group, and that role, I think, was really heavily changed because it was originally written for Eddie Murphy, and. I bet, okay. I bet a lot of it would have been like, all right, like, here's basic role. Like, Eddie, riff on this. Like, do something with this. Right, you know, right. Like, I'm sure the three other guys are doing as well. You know, yeah, so. And I, and I, and I, so lo- I love
1: Ernie Hudson. I really do. Yeah. I like him. There. Great He's actor.
0: Great actor, but not, like, a comedian at the level of the other three. I just
1: wish it was, like, something a little bit more, because basically he came in to apply for the job. And like, you're hired. And then it was just, then, then that was it. It was, like, there was nothing to I, that part I agree. of the story.
0: I agree. I wish there was more because the stuff he does get to do, I really like. Like, I, I, I like when he's like talking to the mayor and he's like, "Listen, I just started, but I've seen <laughs> things that you know that would turn you white." And I was just like, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah, I, I even like uh, the one thing I was wondering too. And again, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen uh, Ghostbusters 2. I don't think i maybe a couple scenes, but I, I had to look up on Wikipedia. I was like, let me just read real quick what the synopsis is to make sure that he has a bigger part. Because I was like, I hope he does. You know what I mean? But I couldn't really tell from the synopsis in the summary like what he does. But I was like, I hope he's and, got a bigger part in that movie because it doesn't make a lot of sense if he doesn't. It,
0: he kind of plays the same role. It's like he's he's yeah. in more of it uh
2: together though it comes together as a better team
1: in the second one yeah okay. so yeah that makes it better then because yeah i just and you know it's funny i had this weird recollection and, and i kept asking Jira. i was like i for some reason i thought this movie was different and i was recalling a different movie i was like i thought for some reason that winston was like a cop or something and then like he kept like getting annoyed with them and then eventually he becomes one of them and I'm like what am I thinking of this is not obviously Ghostbusters and I think it was Blues Brothers 2000 I was thinking of (laughs) where like (laughs) one of the musicians they're trying to get is like a cop or something and he's like I'm not gonna play with you guys at the end he does and I was like
0: okay this is definitely not Ghostbusters. Let's never Um, think about Blues Brothers 2000. (laughs) 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 It's, it's, It's a it's a it's a fun watch if you have nothing to do.
2: It's got music in it. Yeah, yeah, the music's
1: I fun. The, the music's fun, one. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's my only real gripe with this movie is that, like, that just felt like a thrown-in storyline, but...
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that one. Uh, so I've got two kind of small ones, I guess, like, not really relevant to the, the main story of the movie. So the, the the first scene with Venkman, right? Venkman is a professor at this college. Is the volunteer that he's trying to have sex with a student? yes. Okay. Most definitely.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. As
0: well. <laughs> the, yeah. And I understand it's the '80s. Like, Revenge of the Nerds just has like full-on rape in it, and it's like by the hero of the movie, and like it's a different world. But it's just like, okay, like, let's 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 try not to like fuck our students, Professor uh, Professor Venkman, Doctor Venkman, uh, right. and the other one. Okay. So the scene in the mayor's office, we agree, is is a a scene we all like. Yep. The mayor of New York City has absolutely no authority over the environmental protection agency oh of course not right he like he's is in they're in federal custody he is 100 percent overruled by walter peck but i don't care what city he's mayor of i don't care if he's playing for the fucking yankees he like he's he can't tell the epa what to do and so i wonder
1: to- i wonder if, if in that universe any of them even knew that <laughs>
0: Walter Peck just like okay I guess he's, he's mayor of New York I guess I gotta listen to him it's important right him. right I mean let's just be glad it wasn't Rudolph Giuliani getting the the go out of Times Square <laughs> so yeah let's go to medals this will be a fun one Katie who do you have for bronze
2: well I I did cheat I picked two I picked Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis for um not just their acting but they both wrote the movie they wrote the script so I had to give him props for that because I don't think that this is the image that Dan Aykroyd had in mind when he started writing it, but what it turned into was really enjoyable. And I think it was better than what he originally had in mind. Although it would have been nice to see John
1: Belushi. Yeah, oh, yeah. A-
0: Derek, bronze.
1: I have the exact same bronze, insane. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Hal Ramis. Yep, they both wrote the script. I love both of their characters um uh, i couldn't really choose one of, over the other i like them both equally they they mm-hmm. really without them i feel like they'd be a lot lost in the movie if they didn't have those specific actors weren't really part of it because i think bill murray plays off of both of them really well when he is doing scenes with them uh, i almost picked hal ramus above dan Aykroyd just because i do like the scenes he has with the secretary the little yeah. moments you know yeah. what i mean but yeah i, I you know i they're a tie for my bronze so
0: the scenes with, with janine and uh and Egon, is it the gag when he crawls out from under her desk that he's like doing something sex, like not that he is because he's like fixing her computer, but like are we supposed right, to think right. he's doing something sexual with her? Is that the joke? Y- yeah.
1: Yeah. At first I was like, oh, he's hiding, and then he just goes gets to all the scientific computer stuff, yeah. and I'm like, that's awesome. That is yeah.
0: awesome. <laughs> so my bronze actually goes to Rick Moranis, and it's because every second he's on screen, he steals the movie. Yep. Like you can't, there there is not one dull instant with Lewis Tully. Like he's, he's either awkwardly, I don't know if he's, if he's hitting on Dana. I don't know what is like happening uh, exactly. Or he's just really socially awkward. And then he's, then he becomes the key master and he's just, he's hilarious. I love when the, um, when the EPA comes to shut down the containment unit and he's like mimicking what the like tech guy is doing to shut it down. Right, he's like he's unbelievable in this movie. Yeah, uh,
2: he wrote that character for himself too. Did he? They gave him the part, and then he wrote the whole thing. So I Good remember hearing
1: that I was reading that John Candy was the original choice, and John Candy was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna have a German accent and, and German yes.
0: shepherds." Yeah,
1: and they were like, "No," because there's already two like demon dogs in this, <laughs> and John Candy's like, "Well, I just don't understand the role or something like that," and they were like, "Okay, we'll, we'll move on." <laughs>
0: Thank, thanks for coming, John. Yeah, <laughs> You could have just said no.
1: <laughs> and that, 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 that's a... Uh, that's me and Rick are going back now when uh, I gave my, uh, my, my, my future story on... Uh, Simple no Law.
0: would have sufficed. <laughs> but uh, okay. <laughs> Good times. So Katie, who's your silver medal winner?
2: I went with um, Ray Parker Jr. for writing Ghostbusters. Did he write Ghostbusters though? He wrote the song, yeah. Or did and he just he, hear
0: I Want a New Drug and change the words? I
2: that. They said He settled out of court, too, so probably. Have,
0: have you heard I Want a New Drug?
2: I didn't. I didn't listen to it today. I wanted to. Why don't you, you just, just take
0: it. a minute now and listen yeah, it's, to I Q Want Lewis a New Drug?
1: And, <laughs> Lewis and the News is one of my favorite bands of the 80s, and I, everybody who knows me knows I'm not a big fan of the 80s, but they're one band I love. Soon as I heard this song again, I was like, God damn it, that's a Huey Lewis
0: song. It's the exact <laughs> same song. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, good, you know, good for him getting yeah, a hit he, and like getting success off of it, but I want a new drug. I <laughs> want that one that made me sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 the thing is, and he even sounds like Huey Lewis singing it. He does the same kind of like suave vocals. Yeah. It's, so like, it's, it's even more like, oh man. Oh yeah. man,
2: no, I should pick a different one.
1: No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> you, know. well, you got, you, you got to think that like, even, even regardless of that, I mean, it's so unbelievably iconic, the song. I mean, it's, everybody knows the song.
0: There is <laughs> so. absolutely like, even people who have not seen this movie, you can very easily just be like, who are you going to call? Right?
1: Well, yeah. yeah. They, they, that movie owns that sentence.
0: Yeah. You can't, you can't say it anymore in anything because, it's like everyone, like in any other TV show or movie or whatever. I forget what show it was. Was it like Buffy or Angel or something? Someone says, well, who are you gonna call?" And they go, that, "That phrase is never gonna be safe again." Like something like that,
1: right? Yeah,
0: right. like so, some some show was just like because that's just what it is. Like you. So I mean, he had a lot of success with it, even if he just you know. So you said they, they they settled out of court.
2: They did, yeah. From the article. So, okay. I talent
0: borrows genius steals so
1: so it's, it sounds like he didn't lose
0: <laughs> i mean you know a lot of times settling uh, out of court is like
1: yeah i mean it, it was like more ju- just like
0: listen we're gonna like you <laughs> can save face in public but we're gonna destroy you like right, just give us right. what we want and like,
2: yeah. I, I may or may not be wrong how do we sweep this under the rug how do we make this go away yeah
0: like right, listen right. i don't want to pay for lawyers you don't want to pay for lawyers you know i'm gonna win just give me what I want and we can avoid this shit. Yeah. Right. We don't need to get a judge involved.
1: And I think that's. I wonder. I- you know what? I'm going to look this up right now. I want to see if Huey Lewis has a writing credit now on that song. That's usually what happens. Let me see Ray Parker Jr. Let me just check right here. No, Ray Parker Jr. Is still the, still the songwriter. I'm surprised. Usually it'll be like they'll add the other person's
0: name on it. So.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: The thing about Huey Lewis's version is it's just too loud. But, <laughs> Derek who is your silver medal winner my silver is a tie I have
1: a lot of ties Bill Murray Rick Moranis uh, they're both the for me they're the funniest guys in the movie they're they bring I don't I don't think they're in a scene together necessarily like I don't, do they do they exchange dialogue I don't think they do
0: no um, no because whenever it, because he's at he, uh, he's at Dana's and they're
1: uh, right right so, yeah. so that, that, that makes my point even stronger for me it's like it's either it's either Rick they, or it's Bill. They like, do which, have which funny that, scene you getting.
0: They do have that one like moment where he's leaving Dana's apartment and Lewis like comes out of his apartment and accidentally locks himself out and goes like boop, boop.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right. Yep, yeah. yep. That's the that's the other, the funny gag is that he keeps getting locked out of his apartment, even during the party. But yeah, I just love uh I love this character. Like he just the the mention of like, do you want to come in for a mineral water? It's like what? <laughs> like it's just like it's so good. Um, and, and, you know, the one thing I got out of this movie was how much I freaking miss Rick Moran. I miss seeing him in movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously know the backstory of, of his wife and everything and he just like stopped doing things. And he's done some things in the last decade, but I did read that he is doing a movie with Josh Gad called Shrunk and it's a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, cool. um, Disney where Plus where, reboot. Yeah, yeah where, where Josh Gad plays his son, and I was like, you know what? I'm just happy to see Rick Moranis doing something again. So
0: I'm excited to see
1: it. But anyways, yeah, those are my silver for obvious reasons.
0: Yep. So my silver is actually uh, your guys's bronze. Aykroyd and Ramus together. Like you wrote the movie. They're pretty much equal in in roles. In you know as actors, they both have you know great one liners and, and hilarious scenes. I didn't know whether or not to give or take away points for Aykroyd for the scene where he gets a ghost (laughs) blowjob. Yeah. But. but That was weird. I was like, let's just ignore it. Like, let's just, let's just take that. out. If I I had to take something out of the movie, I'd probably just take that out because it wouldn't change much. So can I tell you something?
1: So I'm sitting there watching it. And the moment that Dan Aykroyd's character is like, oh no, I thought of the marshmallow man. For some reason, before he says anything and he's like scared, he's like, Oh no, I thought for some reason that like that ghost blowjob came back to haunt him somehow. <laughs> and he's like, So he's so shy about it. He's like, Oh no, this ghost that's at my pants. And this <laughs> I thought that's where he was going. And I'm like, Okay, no, that's not where he's going. Um,
0: but <laughs> yeah, classic. Katie, yep. gold medal.
2: I chose um, Ivan, is it Ritman? Rittman. Rittman. He was, the, he was the director and then he also did the voice of Zool and Slimer. And I thought that was really cool of him. I also have to appreciate that he can take such an unharnessed improv comedian like Bill Murray, who's so talented, and he can put him in the right roles where he really can shine and, and be himself like Caddyshack, Meatballs, was yeah, the other one he did stripes he did stripes
1: yeah it's yeah a- he's done a ton of movies huh I-, I was reading on imdb like i was going on the list and i am like yeah he has a lot of like movies that are like between five and six on imdb out of ten but regardless he's done a crap load of movies that i've seen i didn't even realize it yeah because
2: bill murray and um, harold remus were in stripes together and that yeah. was yep. to, uh, ivan reitman
1: i and I-, I think that harold Ramis didn't didn't he write that Stripes. I think he
2: I, did. I think he wrote yeah. most
1: of it. Yeah. Th- that's a good team right there. That that writer-director sort of scenario. They're pretty good at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ivan Reitman has an incredible 80s, like late 70s, 80s. And then just the 90s. The mid-90s hit him like a fucking bus. Like it's yeah. look listen to this run. 79 meatballs, 81 stripes, 84 Ghostbusters. 86 Legal Eagles, 88 Twins, 89 Ghostbusters 2, 90 Kindergarten Cop, 93 Dave, 94 Junior. Uh, and then it just it, it it goes to hell. Father's Day, six days, seven nights. Evolution's all right. Uh, I like six days, seven nights. It's 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 okay. I mean it's not nearly I, up his standards of of you know I don't know. ten I, years I, I before. Think, I don't know if I'd call his Schwarzenegger movies the high point of his career either. Oh, Kindergarten <laughs> Cop's a goddamn masterpiece.
1: I mean, maybe that one, but Junior, God.
2: Kindergarten <laughs> Cop has so many one-liners, though. It's not a Tuma.
0: It's not a Tuma, <laughs> yep. it's a ferret. <laughs> I think uh your junior, daddy, when, and what does, do? <laughs> what does he do? Junior, he's like, my he's all pregnant.
2: My dad's a real sex machine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good times. But at least, like, people remember Junior. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, who remembers Julia? It's hard to forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that that aspect. I, I, I'm like, give me three scenes from that movie. It's like, well, I just know what it's about.
0: Yeah, give me three scenes from fucking Six Days, Seven Nights. Harrison I, Ford, I, all day long. Um, I can give you one scene from Six Days, Seven Nights.
1: I had a, I, I had a crush on her.
0: Uh, what's her name? On Anne, Anne Hesh. Hesh. Anne Hesh.
1: Yeah, I had a crush on her. And then Harrison Ford, I have a crush on too. So it was a perfect movie for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but let's let's get let, all right. Let's get into the 2000s then. With Ivan Reitman, cooking lessons, my super ex girlfriend, no oh strings attached, draft day, triplets, which <laughs> I don't think ever happened. No, that never happened. I don't know why that's on I'm, on yeah. Wikipedia. My super ex girlfriend,
2: that was Uma Thurman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that
0: Luke, was good. Luke Wilson. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. No strings attached is the fucking one of the. Like two sex, like casual sex comedies that came out in 2011, and that was the one with Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher, as opposed to the one with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. We were
2: just talking about that movie not that long ago because that's the movie when Natalie Portman has the powdered donut all over her face and she's crying to that song, Keep Bleeding. Yeah, that's
0: that's not a great movie, in my opinion, but.
2: That scene though is that one's another one that's hard to forget.
0: <laughs> but moving on, Derek, who is your who is your gold medal winner?
1: Oh, the safe Pop uh, marshmallow man, easily. He steals. The, she steals the whole movie
0: from me. I don't care. I don't know if he, you're being serious.
1: <laughs> I'm dead serious. I, I've never done this before. I'm always picking actors. I'm an actor guy. This movie, that marshmallow man, he just takes the whole movie from me. Really, the
2: even more than Slimer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I'm telling you, when when the marshmallow man gets angry, I was like, this, this, because he's pissed, he's pissed, and I just thought it was the best, I was like, I love how they, this. and then he's like, trying to climb the the building, and I'm like, this is so cool, like, for 1984, it looks really good.
2: Yeah, they, um, built, a, they built it to scale, the, a model to scale, and put a guy in one of the suits, it's like a flame retardant suit.
1: Yeah, I, I, building. I, yeah, I never do inanimate objects or, you know, or, or CGI characters specifically, but I, you know, oh, maybe maybe Gollum from Lord of the Rings, but Andy Serkis is like, and the exception because yeah. he actually, you know, was like known to do Gollum, but right. I just, the Marshmallow Man is like my favorite part of the whole movie, so I had to put him in there somewhere, so he's my number one.
0: So I gotta tell you, I am pretty surprised I'm the only one giving gold to Bill Murray. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, yeah. I, I think that it's kind of obvious in a lot of ways, and that's kind of why I do it. It's kind of like, there will be blood. Like, you know, Lewis, I'm with Paul Dano, because... <laughs> so you <laughs> but... just like
0: to be difficult, is what you're
1: trying to say. No, no, I, I, Bill Murray, is the, he's the star of the movie. I mean, let's just, let's face yeah. it, you know, he's, he, he's awesome. He does the job really well. I'm just looking at it as kind of like, what's my favorite part of this movie? It's the Marshmallow Man, and he's kind of a character. So I went with, him with Michael.
0: Are you, are you going to extend that to... Gozer in general or just the form of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? Just,
1: just, just the marshmallow man. So like <laughs> when androgy- you first see-
0: androgynous gozer, no.
1: When you no, exactly. traveler, when you, no. When you first see the marshmallow man start walking and he's so happy and big, I was like, This
0: is this is too much. <laughs> it's, it's just that big grin on his face, like ah. <laughs> he's, he's so
1: happy to be there. Like he wants to give people hugs and stuff. And then he realizes, oh wait a minute, I'm the bad guy and gets really angry. <laughs>
0: Bill Murray, it's gotta be Bill Murray for me. He absolutely kills in this movie. He fucking slays. He busts ghosts, as the kids would say. Incredibly charming. He busts ghosts. Busts ghosts, the name of the movie, Ghostbusters.
2: We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Always ready with a one liner.
2: I don't know. I feel like a gold a gold medal is kind of beneath him. Like he's so much more than that.
0: Platinum medal
2: platinum diamond all
0: right now i <laughs> want first
1: our first ever diamond medal
0: yes goes to <laughs> bill Always you know where you know what he gets he gets a glowing piece of the radical rock he gets the trophy from guts the aggro crag the aggro crag a <laughs> <laughs> piece of the aggro crag <laughs> <Yes. Bill> Murray. <laughs>
1: No, what team would he be on? And, and I, that's not the same. That that's legends of you Hidden thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're thinking legends. Yeah. I I feel like Bill Murray is is because I think Guts was like red, blue, and purple. Yeah, yep, yeah, you you're right. I feel like he's a blue, but I, I don't know. Maybe he's a red.
1: Do you do you remember? Do you remember that? What's the the girl the girl on that show? She's like the referee. More Her report. name was Mo. Her name was Mo. Yep. She's like she's like Carlos in the red with fourteen buoys.
0: The <laughs> she, always, she always said the word buoy all the time the, the, well, well Guts had more f- buoys than like a, a sailor like it, it was nonsense there's so many buoys in that show let's get to recasting and I've got all four Ghostbusters I've got Dana I've got Janine and I've got Louis Tully
1: that's what I did too
0: okay. I have one extra one I did uh, yeah. Peck okay, okay. So, so who do you have for Peck
1: so this is an actor I feel like could play Peck and can also play Dr. Raymond stance but I went with him for Peck and that is Bill Hader. And I think it's interesting. I, th- I think it's because I just really wanted him to be in this movie. I didn't I just felt like he should be in Ghostbusters. Interesting in indeed.
0: I might have him in another role.
1: Okay, yeah, I think we, we at the very least we both think he should be in
0: this. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah that
1: that's that, that, that's my last second sort of casting that I did.
0: Okay. So let's uh Let's go around because we, we all have the other characters. Let's start with Lewis Tully. Katie, who do you have for Lewis?
2: I said Jack Black.
0: Oh, that is just superb. It's that's a great choice. It's a great choice. That's Thank a great you. choice. Derek. I can see it. Can you oh, see yeah. it
2: in your head if you think about it?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: it's it's funny. I, I, I the one I picked, I, I think is a good choice too. But now I'm second guessing myself. I think either of these would be good. Okay. I, is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, I went with Josh Gad. Oh, He'd be good he's, he would be good and he's quirky he's nerdy he's got that whole thing but I think either him or Jack Black would be great
0: here's the thing I think I got it though I think I got you guys beat all right Patton Oswalt Oh,
1: uh,
0: I don't I think he's shut the fuck up yeah. here, okay, beat. No. No, 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 <laughs> no I agree no I agree with you I, I think that's a good choice Jack Black uh, great He's Jack Black is too charismatic yeah he could tone it yeah, he could tone but it down
2: he would steal every scene he was in just like Rick Moranis did
0: that's true right. I think. I think yeah. any of the three could I'm sticking. I'm sticking with mine.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Let's go, Janine. I said
2: Cat Dennings.
0: Oh, okay. I went a different. I went a different direction, but I I like that. I too.
2: New York vibe. I think that she would be very like Manhattan, or I think they were in Brooklyn. Very
1: Brooklyn vibe.
0: So, Derek, who do you have? I went a different direction
1: a little bit. I went with Rosario Dawson. Oh, um, yeah! I just I was looking at pictures of her and I was like, oh, she's she's really pretty. I feel like I could the chemistry I have with her and one of my possible vegmans would be really good, but we'll get to that later.
0: So I was thinking that if this carries on into the sequel, there's kind of a Lewis and Janine thing in in Ghostbusters two. So I made my Janine more play off of someone who would be maybe appropriate, more appropriate for for Tully, but kind of in between. And I wanted to have some Saturday Night Live connections in here. So I went Amy Poehler. Oh, that's Uh, okay. Yeah, as Janine.
1: Yeah. Is she, is she, is she, she... oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. I gave you guys the wrong one. I went with the wrong
0: character. I'm sorry. Do Dana?
1: That was my Dana. I'm sorry, okay. I read the wrong one. All right, I so knew did, it felt. I knew it, I knew it felt yeah. weird. So this is I was gonna say. She, I was
0: like, that's like like Rosario Dawson as Janine is yeah, interesting. But yeah, that's your she, Dana. So who's your Janine?
1: My okay, so Gia actually forced this one on me because she's obsessed yep. with this girl, and she showed me clips, and I was like, you're right, Jenny Slate. Yes, from Parks and from Parks yeah, and that's Rec. really a good she, choice. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a good one. So give give Gia points for that one.
0: Yep. So let's. Uh, you know, speaking of Dana, let's go to that. Uh, Katie who do you have for your, uh, for your Dana
2: I went with Jennifer Aniston
0: Okay Interesting. I
2: went I, did that for, I went with that for a reason
0: Okay So I'm assuming because I did Yeah so my Dana I I, I pick somebody who does Kind of have a Ghostbusters connection And I think she's just a great Actress and with Emma Stone mm. Because she did have that moment in Zombieland where she did a Janine impression, but I didn't want to ever Janine, but I wanted to get her in here. So let's go to the Ghostbusters themselves. Who do we have as Winston? Katie.
2: So I went back to SNL 2 and I picked Chris Rock to go to be Winston.
0: All right. I feel like your Ghostbusters are a little bit older than mine, but
1: Derek, <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> Derek, who do you have for uh, for Winston? I went
1: with Jordan Peele from Key and Peele.
0: That's good. I don't um, I, think he's acting anymore, but I I hear what you're saying. No, I know, but he's so he's just un- he
1: I mean, he and Peele's one of my favorite shows, and he's so yeah. versatile. And I just feel like he bring he could bring a very dry but comedic, you know, uh, essence to this role. So he was my pick.
0: So interestingly, I went with a guy who was in a Jordan Peele movie. He was in Us, uh, and that is Winston Duke. He is in Us. He's the the husband. He's like a big guy. He's in Black Panther as well. But he is—he plays kind of the goofy husband in Us, so he has those—he okay. has those chops. But he's not like similar to how Ernie Hudson is not like the comedian, like the other ones are. He's not necessarily a comedian. So let's go to Egon. Katie, who's your Egon?
2: For Egon, I, I chose Andy Sandberg.
0: Interesting. He doesn't nece- usually play the smart guy. Right, right. But I like it. I bet he could do yeah. it. I think he could. I think he could do a good job doing that.
1: Yeah. Derek, who's your Egon? Well, I guess kind of a big, he's, I guess he's done some big movies and stuff. And I actually went with Eddie Redmayne. I I think that uh, he, he's, everything I've seen him and he does something different in every movie. And I could just picture him kind of like glasses, super nerdy, but can also bring like, can play off well with the other characters, comedic fashion. So I went with him.
0: So this is where I had Bill Hader. Okay. Yep.
1: I, I had a feeling that you, that was going
0: to be okay. That, that yeah. We're going to put him. Yeah. yeah I, I I think he'd be really good there. So let's go with Ray. Katie, who's your Ray? Uh,
2: I said Rob Rob Schneider. Because I went Schneider. I went with an healthy. I did. I chose Rob Schneider.
0: Derek, who's your Ray? My
1: Ray is actually going to be Jason Sudeikis. Love him. Love him and everything. he's he's, he's great, and I think that uh, he's sort of like the new age kind of like Dan Aykroyd for me I don't know why I always kind of think of him as the new Dan Aykroyd I can't really put my finger on it besides being funny and talented so he's my Ray
0: so my Ray kind of different type but just kind of was the first one to jump out at me and I was Seth Rogen as Ray
1: I thought of him I thought of him
0: too for this role it was funny I could just see him getting high and eating marshmallows <laughs> <laughs> oh god so let's go to Venkman. So Katie, your Venkman is? Adam Sandler. Interesting you say Sandler because one of the people I reached out to suggested Adam Sandler for the role. I didn't That's go
2: why that. I go with the other three because I yeah. thought between those three characters, or four characters, I thought they would really play off each other well.
0: I think he could do it, but I don't know if he would. I don't know if he could. Sometimes he can be lazy.
1: I mean, he needs a good movie.
0: Well, let's he does. It. Look, he we, does. We've already talked about this, literally the three of us recently. Yeah. <laughs> so, Derek, you said you had
1: two Venkmans? Yeah, I had two, and I couldn't really decide. I think I have one over the other. But I went with, you, you got to go with somebody witty, right? And yeah. the two actors that I picked were Ryan Reynolds and Chris Pratt.
0: Chris Pratt's another one that was suggested by somebody I reached out yeah.
1: to. I feel like either of them can do it. They're both fast-talking, witty actors. Uh, both good-looking actors. I mean, you can't really lose with either of them. So yeah, there's that. Yeah.
0: So I could I could see see either of those. So here's my story. So I really struggled with Vanekman. I filled out everybody, and I was like, Vanekman, I'm struggling with. So I reached out to three former guests of the show. One of them said Adam Sandler. One of them said Chris Pratt. One of them said I should gender flip it and suggested Aquafina as, as a, a female Venkman. The water? She's an actress. She's a I'm rapper it and an actress. It, it,
1: was, it, it was a joke that didn't
0: land. Go ahead. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. Actually, it was a bottle of Aquafina water that was suggested. And it was like, just it was gonna what, be an art house masterpiece. I'm and so glad
1: you went with an animate object.
0: Yes. No. So, but none of them quite, quite hit for me. So it, it came to me. This better be good, Rick. You're really building this up. I went with Donald Glover for Vincent.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. I like it. I actually almost went with Donald Glover for Winston, actually. But yeah, I love Donald
0: Glover in this role. He's I witty think, as hell. Yeah. He's witty as hell. I think he's like too charming to be Winston. Like. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. you're right about that. Yeah. He's he's like, he's too charismatic. In, he's a leading man, I, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Not that our, our Winstons weren't necessarily, but I think uh, Donald Glover is in a different way. So that was a yeah, this, that, that this was a is, good one. Yeah. That was a good one. This is America. Don't you be flipping now. This is America. And who are you gonna call on America? Donald Glover to be Peter Bankman.
1: <laughs> You're gonna call on America
0: Donald Glover. Yep. So Twitter real quick, Twitter follow of the week at Ghostbusters, official Ghostbusters Twitter account. What this movie does best. Katie, what does this movie do better than any other?
2: Well, I think for its time, the introduction of maybe paranormal but mostly just the special effects it was nominated for a couple of awards for the special effects but I mean it was the year of Indiana Jones so they didn't really have a chance
0: yes yes uh Derek I mean what do you have for the the thing that Ghostbusters is better than any other movie I feel like I never really answered this
1: question correctly like what does it do better I I I think the one thing that I think it's great about it that a lot of movies probably didn't do at this point was I think it showed kids that science is cool and they did it in a really cool way like you know it's kind of like look at this we have cool machines that were made by science and they can they can trap ghosts and I, I wonder with all the action figures that came out in the TV show after, this, after the movie, I wonder if a lot of kids got into like cool science things because of this. Because I think that even though I wasn't like a big, you know, it wasn't one of my movies as a kid specifically, I still remember being like, oh, this is cool. Like, I want to try different things and experiment with things um, because of that reason. So that's kind of my answer.
0: Yeah.
2: Kids making their own slime and all that.
0: Yeah. Mr. Wizard or whatever his name was at six o'clock in the morning on Nickelodeon. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if Nickelodeon got gack from from Ghostbusters. Maybe.
0: <laughs> so, I have I don't know if I'm ready to say any anything definitively, but I have a series of questions that that maybe is going to prompt us discussion. Is this the best Bill Murray movie of the '80s, or the best Bill Murray role of the '80s? Because there's some there's some definite. Competition, like so. So his '80s. So Caddyshack is '80, Stripes is '81, Tootsie is '82, Ghostbusters '84. As far as like major hit, like Little Shop of Horror, Scrooged, Ghostbusters Two, Little Shop of Horror is just a guy at the dentist
1: office who can't wait to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's his role. He's like he's so excited to get his tooth yanked um i don't know i mean oh man that's kind of tough because caddyshack he's so, so different. brilliant in that so different it is different but he's brilliant in that and that side character role and he's he's the, he's like a separate storyline altogether and it impacts everybody else at the end and it's this is like he's right in front he's the main character yet everything he says is is so funny in this movie so it's hard to not say ghostbusters yeah Uh, Yeah,
2: but in Caddyshack, he didn't play off of anybody. He did it all on his own, because a lot of those scenes, he's by himself, he's monologuing the Cinderella story and all that. (laughs) I I, I don't know. I'm going to go with Caddyshack, although he was amazing in this movie, but he did such a good job in Caddyshack.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I I mean, what a decade for him.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So, and then the 90s, fucking 93 Groundhog Day. Jesus, yeah. So, Best, Kingpin. best, yeah, oh, the 90s, 90s Murray is my Murray, yeah really. But Harold Ramis, best movie as an actor.
2: He did a really good job in Stripes.
0: Yeah, he's good in Stripes. Um, he doesn't do a whole lot of acting, though. Um, he doesn't. He's more of a director. Yeah. He ends up being more of a director. And a writer. Yeah. And.
2: Did I read, I think I read that he had some writing in Animal House, too.
0: Yes, so his, yeah, so Animal House, this is, this is him as a writer, Animal House, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Back to School, Club Paradise, Armed and Dangerous, Caddyshack 2, Ghostbusters 2, Groundhog Day, Analyze This, Bedazzled, Analyze That, Year One, which is- Wait, 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 he wrote Analyze This? Yes. Wow. At least co-wrote, at least co-wrote. Wow, good for him, that movie's hysterical as a director
2: wasn't wasn't he in um he was in knocked up too right yeah that's like a very
0: very small part though yeah he's great he's great in it but yeah uh but yeah as an actor
1: i don't know i don't know so i I don't know either but i do have a quick story to tell you guys about helen ramus and that is that so gia is a big fan of his and she had to have surgery once. And, uh, I remember while she was having surgery, m- me and her father were sitting in the waiting room waiting for her. So I think if she had a gallbladder removed, that's what it was. And, uh, was sitting in there and I'm looking at my phone and I said, how Ramis passed away. I think it was 2014, something around that the, then. And Gia was a big fan. And, uh, she, the moment she woke up, I don't know why from like being under, she wakes up and I was like, Hey, how you feeling? She's like, uh, and I'm like, Harold Ramis died. <laughs> she just starts like weeping. <laughs> she's like so out of it now and then later on she's like why would you start like why would you say that I'm like I don't know why I like you know went right into that. I felt like you had to know <laughs> she's like I'm really delirious and then you told me that you know so. uh,
0: I'd, <laughs> I, I'd yeah. ask I'd ask Best Dan Aykroyd but I think it's Blues Brothers. Temple of Doom <laughs> uh, I mean big year for him but <laughs> it's true speaking of a big year let's jump back into the oscars it took place in 1985 for movies in 1984 so we did this recently with our temple of doom episode check that one out but we and we made some changes but let's go through it so so ghostbusters is nominated for one oscar its best visual effects does not beat out temple of doom Go over the major categories. Best Picture is won by Amadeus. Other nominees are The Killing Fields, A Passage to India, Places in the Heart, and A Soldier's Story. I've only seen Amadeus of these. The three of them I haven't even heard of. Do we want to make a case? I think, and we kind of had this this question in our Temple episode. If we're going to pick one big blockbuster... To nominate as best picture from this year.
2: Indiana Jones. Have
0: to you, you I, put I guess, Temple of Doom over Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'm going with Temple mm-hmm. of Doom. Yeah. Oh, I can't Temple Oh. I mean, I'm <laughs> outvoted. I'm outvoted. You're, so, just okay. you're, you're outvoted because you're
1: wrong. That's why. No, it's No, you're yeah,
0: wrong. I, let me get when we have Steven Spielberg as a guest, come on the show, Steven. He'll agree with me. No, he won't. <laughs> yeah, he will. He'll say, I met my wife
1: on Temple of Doom, so I'm going with Temple of Doom.
0: Yeah, and he was like, "Let me, uh, let me change everything I do. How do you know, I, about how do you I do know, Temple of do you, how I do Indiana Jones movies? Do you
1: know why Spielberg didn't didn't care for Temple of Doom because it was too dark for him? Yeah, that's not a good reason enough to be like this movie's not great. It's the darkest Indiana Jones movie, and that's why I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's dark. it's like literally dark. Like it's fucking the rooms are dark. No, it's fucking good. like." No, it's it's Indiana Jones is a fucking racist. Uh, Indiana Jones in the in the Temple of Doom is a racist movie. No, it's not a racist movie. It absolutely, is a racist. Movie. <sighs> okay, let's let's go over this again, Rick. Why do you think it's a racist movie? Because every time <laughs> someone with skin darker than me shows up on screen, they're doing something gross or humiliating. I, I don't think that's that's necessarily true. Okay, we can we can agree to disagree. But <laughs> I, a, I, I guess I'm, so. I'm, I'm I'm outvoted. I would say Ghostbusters over Temple of Doom. So, do we want to to kick out? I'm I'm gonna having not seen any of these other these other four. I'm gonna put my foot down and say we cannot replace a passage to India with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm not letting it happen. Oh, come so on, that, Rick. So that that leaves us with Places in the Heart or a Soldier's Story. What are we kicking out to replace? Uh, uh- well, th- what did we kick out last time? We didn't kick out anything. We, we punted it to this episode because we knew it was coming up. All right. Uh, so, to give an idea, places uh, in the heart. So what are we, what are we replacing, though? What are, we, that's we, what I'm saying. We, we're, so, no, I mean, like what are, what are we putting in? We're, I'm outvoted. It's Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Uh, okay, so here's, here's –
1: uh, I'm going to be honest right now. I think Temple of Doom – Okay, so you said if a blockbuster had to be in there. Because yeah. if, if not that statement, I feel like neither of these movies don't need to be in okay.
0: there. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. No no blockbusters. So Best Director is won by Milos Forman for Amadeus. Other nominees are Woody Allen and Broadway Danny Rose, Roland Jaffe in The Killing Fields, David Lean for A Passage to India, and Robert Benton for Places in the Heart. Except we kicked out Robert Benton last time and we put in future guests of the show, Steven Spielberg. Correct. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, get rid of Woody Allen.
0: Do you, really out, do you want to kick out? Do want to kick out Woody and re- replace him uh, with, uh, with with Ivan? With, with Ivan Reitman, yeah. I mean, yes. uh, I think he did a good job directing.
1: I don't think it was like over the top, outstanding. Okay, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I, the thing is, is I just feel like Ghostbusters doesn't need accolades. Well, we're gonna
0: give it some fucking accolades if it all right. It. Well, it's what we do. Whole what pain. do you
2: Overrated. What's that? I know Chris Bonamani would kill me for saying this, but Woody Allen is overrated.
0: Ooh, he might. Chris, Chris is turning. He's make, turning right Make sure, make sure right your now. doors are locked. He's somewhere. He like his hackles got raised. He's like, oh. I don't
2: think he knows where I live. I think I'm safe.
0: <laughs> That's true. He'll find out. So, Best Actor, the it's won by F. Mary Abraham for playing Sally Ari and Amadeus. Other nominees: Jeff Bridges and Starman. Albert Finney in Under the Volcano, Tom Hulse, Hulce, H-U-L-C-E, Hulch uh for as playing Mozart in Amadeus, and Sam Watterson in The Killing Fields. Except last time we kicked out Albert Finney and we replaced him with Harrison Ford.
1: I could just picture one of us being like, "Fuck Albert Finney for this one."
0: <laughs> we were like, Finney's got enough nominations. Yeah, he's out. So here's, so do we want to think about Bill Murray for this, for Best Actor? No, he, I mean, it's.
1: I again, I'm I'm beating an old horse here, but a dead horse an old horse. I'm beating an old horse here, beating and a say, living old horse. <laughs> beating a living old horse. <laughs> uh, I'm not an animal abuser. Just want to put that out there. I just say dumb things. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think Bill Murray needs a nomination here. I don't does, think it's.
0: Uh, does Amadeus need two nominations for best? You're right
1: record. about that. May, maybe not. I have to see that.
0: We should do that at some point. We'll do, maybe uh, this will be the year that we pick out for for Oscars next year. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead, Nobody ever heard of.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say that Harrison Ford should be there. Bill he Murray is. does not need to be there.
0: He is. I, so Harrison Ford's already there. Yep. Finney's out. Ford is in. The yep. question is.
1: No, do no Bill Murray. This, Do yeah. we
0: keep the second Amadeus? No Bill there? Murray for me. That's my vote. No Bill Murray. Katie, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, put Bill Murray in.
0: Bill Murray's in two know. to one.
2: I do like Albert Finney, but...
0: Finney's already out. We're not thinking about Finney.
2: Oh, we're not? This then, is, yeah, this Bill is...
0: Murray. This is Tom Hulce. Yeah, was...
1: oh, yeah. We can't I even know. pronounce his name. Blew yeah, he's out. He he's is. out.
0: He played Mozart and Amadeus. But there's... You know what? There can only be one lead actor, in my opinion. So Holtz right. out. Enjoy playing Quasimodo in Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. You will, <laughs> but you, I'm sorry, Venkman is in. I don't think uh, I don't think Sigourney Weaver is enough to do to be best actress. Agreed. Uh, or supporting, really best supporting actor. Ray, D-
2: well, Dan
1: Aykroyd.
0: Okay, so who, let's let's think say- about who we want to who we want to consider. If there's anybody
1: from me, I'd say Rick Moranis. Mm.
0: But it depends who's nominated he that year. enough? So, yeah. So let's go through the nominees. So I'm going to butcher this name. So uh, in the Killing Fields, the winner is Haing Ngor. H-A-I-N-G-N-G-O-R. Okay. He wins for the Killing Fields. John Malkovich is nominated for Place in the Heart. Ralph Richardson posthumous nomination for Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid.
2: Oh, you gotta keep him
0: then. He's, oh, he's staying in. Yeah, there's no question. And we kicked out a guy just based on his name, and his name was Adolf Caesar. Oh and yeah, he, <laughs> does, he deserves to be not nominated. We, <laughs> oh. we, we, we replaced him with Amrish Pari, uh playing Molo Ram. I'm so glad you agreed to that. Yeah, you you kind of beat me down on that. I, I'm I'm okay if we knock out Amrish Puri for any of the three people that we talked about. No, no. I'm
1: I'm 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 the maid from Family Guy. No, no. All right. um. I, I I don't think. I mean, yes, yes. Is the acting good in Ghostbusters? Of course it is. But we're talking about the Academy Awards. Yeah, we're talking about our Academy Awards. No, I we get can do it. We do whatever but like, fuck we want. Uh, okay, fine then. My opinion is nobody for best supporting
0: actor. All right, Katie, what's your opinion?
2: I like Dan Aykroyd. I go. I yeah. I vote for I Dan. I think.
0: Ackroyd. I think for me, what keeps Aykroyd out is the ghost blowjob scene. I just. <laughs> I just. That's the only thing he should be only, in there for. That's, no, I think. It, I think it's. I mean, can you imagine though? It's like, and like they play the clips of like, no, like the Oscar this year. Miyagi's like, wax on, wax off. Like, like yeah. the, the Killing Fields is like a dramatic scene about the fucking like, Ar- Armenian genocide. And it's like, and then Dan-, Dan Aykroyd is race dancing Ghostbusters. Oh. His pants <laughs> being unzipped by yeah. a ghost. <laughs> His eyes, eyes rolling trapping. in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then no no supporting actresses, I think. So that's that's been the Oscars, and now we come to the most important part of the show. Where I'm gonna throw 30 seconds on a stopwatch, and Derek is gonna explain why Ghostbusters is the greatest movie of all time. Derek, are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Why is Ghostbusters the greatest movie
1: of all time? Well, it has some of the best comedic acting in any movie. It has some of the best comedic actors in the movie. Uh, the combination of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Hal Ramis is, is extraordinary. Uh, the dialogue's phenomenal. Go and get an ecto-cooler and drink it and watch this movie, and you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, and that's it. That's all there is to it. And if you haven't seen it, go see it, stupid people dumb that's people time
0: before you insult our listeners again <laughs> <It's worth watching. laughs> what's that it's worth watching ghostbusters yeah no i'm glad you picked ghostbusters it was a good one it's it's good to do a comedy and throw a throw a comedy in there we've uh, you know we had blade runner and jaws back to back and that's uh you know <laughs> i wonder
1: of- i wonder if i wonder if the ghost who uh, unzipped Dan Aykroyd's pants is called is called Ray Buster.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have that sit for a second. Mike drop. <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking drop you off this Zoom call. Do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that has been our episode on Ghostbusters. Coming up on the podcast in the coming weeks. Next week, huge episode. No comedy in this one. I don't think there's going to be a single laugh to be had when we do seven with yes. s- the uh, special guest, my lovely wife, Jen Barrasso. Following in the box? What is in the box? We're going to find out. Yes. <laughs> Week after that, the laughs just keep on coming with Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that an official rec pick? I can't remember the last time there was a rec pick. I think yes, yeah, Seven and Silence of the Lambs. I think Silence of the Lambs was the rec pick, but it just kind of fell into the category anyway. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I think Is it serial
2: killer month. What?
0: Yeah, we picked seri- <laughs> so you picked the category of, of okay of serial killers. Yes, and I think I picked Seven, and you picked Silence of the Lambs. Okay, awesome. Two awesome then, movies. Yep, and then following week we start off a back to back of based on a true story. With Catch Me If You Can, featuring special guest Ooh, Jack, Jack Manning. Yes. So that's the month of July. Huge things coming up. But Derek, one more piece of business with Ghostbusters. What do you eat when you're watching Ghostbusters? I am so glad Twinkie. you asked. Twinkie? Twinkies. Oh, that, that mm. works. I mean, I could, yeah, Twinkies are great. Junk food oh. in general, I feel
1: like. Was it,
2: 35 feet long, 600 hundred-pound yes. Twinkies.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Whenever I, this takes place in New York City, right? Yep. Yes. Anytime I watch anything with New York City and it's kind of like fun, I want to eat pizza. It could be because of Ninja Turtles when the opening of uh, Secret of the Ooze, everyone's eating pizza, and I'm like, I'm going to order a pizza right now, even though I just ate dinner 10 minutes ago. I
0: think that you have to have an ecto-cooler. I mean, that's just, that's just no brainer. See for me this movie is all about just absolute junk food, twinkies, marshmallows, ecto cooler like it's 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 a fun and I say in the most complimentary way, just it's it's like a junk food movie, it's sugar and you just mm. eat sugar with it. I feel like. Yes. So not-
2: not fried eggs on a counter. then? No,
0: no, I don't think we go fried <laughs> eggs. So eggs. Did look you notice? in
2: that scene the Stay Puff bag, the bag of Stay Puff yeah. marshmallows yeah. next to the fried eggs. I
1: they
0: not didn't understand.
2: melt the eggs cooked, but the marshmallows didn't melt.
0: Interesting, mm. <laughs> mm. makes you think. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Junk Food's the answer to this one. I and mean, there's right. no doubt about it. We we have cracked the code. Can't wait for, for the coming episodes. Katie, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Always great thank to have you. Me. We will yes. have to have you on again coming up. But for now, I have been your co-host, Rick Barrasso. And I have
1: been your co-host, Derek, Big Dick Bosky, Rick
0: Smithington, And as always... <laughs> We love this town.